I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. And the room a lot. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food podcast. Uh, say hello, Chris Stewart, my brother. Hello, everyone. Andre Conaparo, say hello. 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 We have one guest today. His name is Richard Parks. Please say hello. Good evening. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Having me? Did I say that? You Thank you for having me. Having Already thing. off to a rough start for Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you for coming here. Mm-hmm. Flying out of the chute. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. That's okay. We um, checking the levels. We're checking these levels. Okay, we're good. Yay! So we uh, so Richard is a fellow food podcaster, food writer. What else? Recent. I'm a recent food podcaster. You have started. one food podcast out. One recent. episode of one podcast, and a really good episode as well. Mm-hmm. It's a good episode. Thank you, Andre. Mm-hmm. Coming out on all cylinders firing. Balls to the walls. It's called Richard Parks's... Nope. No one can remember it. Richard's, Richard's famous, famous podcast. Food, podcast. food Podcast. You said it right. Richard's, yeah. Richard's famous, famous Food, food podcast. podcast. God damn it. Stu, you're so confident in you saying know, it wrong. I, I, I have so many pages <laughs> of bad names that I, I could have chosen. It's I'm tough. sure you guys probably did too. I mean, the Stu has a great food podcast name, and mm-hmm. also speaks to who you guys are yeah yeah somebody got it sometimes finally. the name can be a little too on the nose but it's it, it just works out so well that you got to do it i was explaining to uh jd at at lose that i was like going to do this podcast and i was like it's called the stew and he was like yeah i think i heard of it and i was like yeah it's these two guys they're, they're brothers they're both named stew and then their friend and he's like whoa whoa there's brothers and they're both named stew like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. I think and they both go by it, it though. Do you guys both go by Stu? Is that true? Chris Stewart goes by Stu as his name. Like sure. Stewie, right? Yeah. Stu's. Stewie or, yeah, so like. How about you? What do you go by? I just, Jason? I just either, I just go by Jason. Yeah, but 20 or minutes Stu. ago, Andre just hollered at Stu, and I knew by the inflection of his voice, because they lived together for years. But it was like, also. That he meant. Yes, yeah, because we lived together for years before we started having you up to the house a lot, because yeah. you're OC bound. Mm-hmm. And I call him Stu for years. I might be the only one that calls you that calls Jason yeah. Stu. So many of our friends. A lot of, a lot of people other other people do call you Stu. Stu but I call him Stu. It's one of those. But you are always Stewie. Yeah. It's yeah. like an unspoken thing that doesn't make any sense per se. But if you know, it's just a feeling. You know it. You're like, yeah. I'm Stu. You're Stewie. Both of our names are Stuart. Yeah. Our podcast is called The Stu. And also, we don't really eat very much stew at all. Nah. You should. It's stew you is should. amazing. I enjoy it. Stew is pretty good. Just stew in general stew. is amazing. Yeah. Well, I think it's a very it's, it's, it's not it's not an in vogue food, but I think it's it's a amazing go to and people forget that they like stew when you make it for them. It's like, right. This is amazing. What is what is this? You're like, this is beef stew. They're like stew tacos. Like, really? Is this stew tacos got some action around here? Yep. Oh. Definitely. Too true. Isn't that what a Gisado? Gis- Gisado is? Gisado. I mean, it's basically yeah. like really great braised meat with all the gravy and broth. That's all stew is. I love a stew. Stew did make a small cameo on my podcast, Richard's Famous Food Podcast. Just Wait, really? Like that. Yeah, it did. I, I didn't even hear that. So the word stew was was said. Oh, and not, yeah. in reference, oh, all right. not in reference to this podcast, although, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> you, did, did you ask me if you could do that, Stu? <laughs> Yeah, it was the email. I don't know if I got that cleared with our uh, our management. Well, you know, we check, have no management. Check the thread. <laughs> HR came back with a negative, but you did it anyway. <laughs> Stu, wait, Stu the edible. I we're talking about Stu the edible Ooh, now, right? Or we're talking about Stu. You're no. Stu. He's Stewie, and then Stu is a thing. Not a pronoun, right? just a noun. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. You could verb it too. We we were <laughs> we could yeah you could verb it. We we Let's were just talking right before we recorded about. You were just asking about the process of getting a, a podcast on iTunes. Right, yeah, because I, like, I had mine, and then you, you have to host the file somewhere, yeah. and then you have to send it to iTunes. When it's a new podcast, someone at iTunes apparently sits there and listens to it and approves it, 
somehow. Yeah, they allegedly have to approve it. They also select where it goes, like what category. Oh. And because I was on SoundCloud, there's like a limited drop-down menu, and food was not a category on SoundCloud. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. That's yeah. you, you can pick whatever category you want. Well, in the RSS that's sent to iTunes, it's already baked in, at least... When you use SoundCloud in their free in. service, yeah. baked in, baked in, yeah. baked in. Yeah. industry yeah. folks. Terms. That's wow. right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, I'm listening. Yeah. Okay, so you hosted so on SoundCloud. I hosted on SoundCloud because it's free. It looked really good, and I was like, "It's cool to have my thing on SoundCloud anyway." Like, that's a cool streaming service that I use. Yep. Definitely, yeah. totally into this. This is this new thing that they've launched, absolutely free. And so we decided to go with it. And of course, like the night that I was like, "All right, it's time to go to iTunes." Like, it's time to go live because we had this piece that was going to, like, promote our thing. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Piece yeah, the candles today. lit. The champagne was exactly. open. The mood was right. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you what you should have done. Libsyn. No, Earthling. No, 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 no. What you should have done, because people don't understand that, you know, why would you, why would you know about hosting a podcast on iTunes if you've never done it before, is the, the approval process can take two weeks. Yeah, it it's starting to scare me. Yeah. It, can, it can be like five days. It can be ten days. It can be fourteen days, or whatever. But what what the hack for that is is you record your fake first episode. You don't put it public. I've heard about this. And you can just you can literally have it be thirty seconds of you saying, "Hi, my name is Richard. I'm going to do a food podcast. It's going to be um, talking about food, and here it is." And no then, one's going to remember the name. And you could send Let's... that into iTunes as the first podcast episode. Have them approve it, and then, and then you're able to go live. You never make that episode public. You could have done you're that basically just so far approved. Really, you can keep yeah. it private. Yeah, man. Well, so, but anyway, just but al- but also you can have that up on your SoundCloud. Right. But it's a SoundCloud page that nobody knows exists yet. You haven't publicized it yet. Ah. So you have SoundCloud slash Richards. Food, Richard's famous. Food yeah, Richard's famous food podcast. Richard's famous food podcast, but nobody is ever going to type in that URL. Never. It will never happen. And nobody's going to link to it because you haven't promoted it yet. Yeah. No, that so makes sense. You can just, you can have. But that's it. when you have a new podcast. So, but my question to you was since you guys come out every, it's Thursday, just to expose oh. the process a little bit. Breaking down Whoa. the oh. peak behind This the is how the, the, the sausage is made at the stew. Oz has no pants. I don't know. I mean, if you want to do it like that, we can do it like that. But you appear on Saturday mornings. Yeah, that's So right. how do you dial that in? Okay. Stew. The way I dial that yeah. in is I use Libsyn right. or Paid Service Syndication, which is a podcast hosting server, and I can upload it whenever I want and set the release date. I can I could do a time release much like an Ambien, and I can be like, so I will set it for Friday night at two a.m. So that means that there'll be enough time come Saturday morning, even on the East Coast, for it to go live and and hit on iTunes. But once you're approved initially, then you don't have to be approved per episode. That is correct. Right. But in order, once you upload it to your server and it goes live uh if you're if you subscribe to the stew or to your podcast if you subscribe to it and you go on itunes and you hit refresh on your podcast section it pops up it will appear instantly but it won't appear on the actual itunes itunes unless as a non-subscriber um, it'll it'll take a number of hours. It'll take maybe like two to seven hours for iTunes to update it with the new episode. That makes sense. So that's why you want a little bit of lead time. So what's like the happeningest happeningest day to release your food pod? You guys are Saturdays, so I can't go then. Well, there's no real. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, no. It's frenzies. Come on, join yeah. the Saturday back, party. Back to I don't back. know. Well, the only reason back to back programming considering Saturday. Saturday, maybe. I feel like food podcasting is a weekend thing. It's kind of like how I'm like in, in line with public radio programming. Yeah, like on NPR Monday through Friday, you you about you're going right up against Evan Kleiman. That's with your, right. Yeah. Hate, yeah. Pos- hate podcasting's a Monday morning thing because everybody's in a bad mood. That's a given. It's true. Well, I mean, but everyone. Li- I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time, but for the Monday through Friday, it can be like a little more like some news stuff, some informative stuff, some you know comedy stuff, some people having yeah, long conversations. Yeah. yeah. 
But then on the weekend, it's a little more light. It's a little more arts and entertainment. It's a little more just kind of you're putzing around the house, vacuuming. You're listening to us talk about food or whatever. You're listening, but but the two biggest food podcasts, more or less, like uh, America's Test Kitchen and then the KCRW Good Food Podcast, those both come out on Saturday mornings. So I just chose Saturday morning as well because just hit them hit them all. Solidarity. Yep. Mm-hmm. Solidarity. Block, block out a, f- a few solid hours. Get all your best food programming. Mm-hmm. Very chic. But out, also out the, the other problem with iTunes is there's no rhyme or reason for the algorithm of listing the the ranking of podcasts. Is that true? There's yeah, it's true because you just put out your first episode, right? So you're probably you know sitting in the top ten to top twenty right now, right? Well, so here's the thing that I was gonna say about migrating to iTunes. I mean, the the funny thing that happened was because I couldn't select food, I had That's to tough. select, and I had this time like I was gonna release this written piece that had appeared in our episode, which came out today on the McSweeney's website. Check it out. Congratulations! Mm. Thank Fantastic. you very much. Amazing publication. Yeah. Brian McMullen's review of the brothel is hilarious. Oh, uh, so I needed to make sure that it was going to get over to iTunes. So when the, I hit the drop-down menu and I saw that there was no food option, I selected Society and Culture because that was like the one that most correlated with what I... And then when you, close, closest to. Definitely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Society and Culture, I felt like that was our vibe. But when you send it to iTunes, you select a second category. Like I think it was optional, but I elected to do it. And so the second category I selected... Gender studies. Also not food, yeah. Yeah. Personal journals. Oh, okay. And so then whoever was at iTunes who listened to my thing listed us under personal journals. Right. And so now, yeah, we are kind of trending in personal journals today. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Which also, like, This American Life is a personal journals category show. Uh, a couple other good ones. The That's Theory cool. of Everything, which is a really good podcast, yeah. oh, is in yeah. there. Yep. Well, I, so will, I will tell you, not to burst your bubble, really, but there isn't really a, a room full of people who are listening to all the podcasts. <laughs> it's, it's all... I don't know about It's all fake. Too. It's all waveform analyzing computer programs. So, like, why do we, why do, we do this? No, it, people listen, right? Because you can't what, fight what, City what Hall. Eventually, this no, is about. You can't fight City Hall. Basically, the only thing that iTunes is checking for is that you're not um, using a podcast platform to give away free copywritten content. So I'm not just uploading the new Justin Bieber album and putting it as a podcast, and then 10 million people can download it for free. So you're not allowed to do that, and you're not allowed to upload hate-filled speak Come so on. i can't have you know I, I can't have an isis podcast or i can't have a uh, you know a nazi podcast or whatever whatever it is i can't have a kkk podcast but like i'm pretty sure i could upload a kkk podcast and it would start trending in and personal it, journals unless, in the next three days somebody tells somebody at itunes that it happened it will just go on yeah um but you will you will find that in the food podcast world on iTunes it's very bizarre because there's no like they'll like our podcast started off very high and then it now it's lower but we are well below podcasts that haven't uploaded an episode in 10 years yeah yeah like there'll be like some lady in Michigan who did uh three episodes about mason jars and the last episode was oh. September 2008. That sounds awful. And she'll be listed higher than us. And then some, you know, or other like big food podcasts. That's a great pod. Just spoiler alerting, like Deadwood. And you're like, <laughs> really? <laughs> That's, how does that get higher? Yeah, but it, it makes no sense whatsoever. But. We do have a lot of listeners, but that's just how it goes. Yeah, no, I, I've talked to you guys. Zach Brooks about this. Yeah. Our, our mutual. Oh, he'll let you know. Friend yeah. of the pod. You, he, he's <laughs> you unzip that sleeping bag. Yeah, you, can, you can sleep all night. Yeah, he, he's always like. He's like, look, I got the number eight food podcast in the world, you know? <laughs> but I've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> no, love Zach. Great guy. He knows a lot about it, though. Yeah, he was basically. He, he was like, look, I was on the cover of iTunes last week, you know. <laughs> and I'm still taking a bath for it. Like, <laughs> we got to figure this out, man. We got to figure yeah, it he'll out. He'll be the he'll be the first to say like he'll be the first to figure it out. I've got kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like my wife's got a good job. You know, I go out to lunch every day, but still. Oh, like, poor Zach. He's hitting. He's on blast right now. <laughs> no, no. He's we not. Love you, Zach. I love Zach. I All love... the pokey anyone Zach could ever. Is, I, you know, I had listened to his podcast like quite a bit, and I ended up uh, sitting next to him at this like weird like media funny event like at a West Hollywood hotel that Vice Munchies put on. Like the uh, and like their little was that the Pock Pock thing? The Pock Pock thing, yeah, the Andy Ricker thing. You were then you were sitting next to my friend Chris Chang. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, Mayor Korean fella. Yes, yes. Chang had a had a lovely evening with the, with that crew, but it was just so funny because I ended up sitting right next to Zach Brooks, like who I you know he looms yeah. large in these circles and one of the most generous, awesome people ever. Sweet He's a great fella, just ever. Yeah, him and I are working on a new. Just to walk pod. back from that, whatever, the putting him on blast thing. Oh, yeah, you guys are working together, right? Yeah, we're working on a new food podcast for a new podcast network that should be coming out this month soon. Should we, should we talk about it, or is it... I don't know if I can talk about it, because I don't think it's been announced yet, but it is not... Uh, it's it's more of a cross between this podcast and your podcast in terms of production level. Cool. Because the this podcast, the studio you're listening to, if you've never heard it before, is basically just... An hour long of bros talking, or there's girls too. Yeah, um, yep. girls can be bros. A long form conversation. <laughs> girls can be bros. Uh, long form conversation about food, but then your podcast is a very well produced, intense level of production, sound effects, music, True, custom songs, yes. on location interviews. All that stuff. Sizzling bone sounds. Sizzling sounds. Sizzle reels. Use the sound library. Sizzler is in there. <laughs> I, I think like it's, it's, it's not involved. In podcast. It's fantastic, and I, one of my favorite parts was the on location, like the old Kermit the Frog, like. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. Oh yeah, I'm here on location. Telegraph noise. Yeah, so great. Thank you. It's so much fun to listen to. Yeah, and that and that makes me ask the question: Is that why it's only 15 minutes long? Because it. <clears throat> the the idea of do, because I did an episode of this new podcast that's an hour long that has not that same level of production but it's pretty it's like um, this American lifestyle yeah level of production of, music stings and on location interview, like editing I think like a hundred different tracks of audio and that yeah. was that took me like a month of of work yeah I mean I I guess that's why so fifteen I mean, minutes seems it's that makes it more manageable for you. To- yeah, totally. And also, it's like it's our first thing, you know. And also, the topic that we chose doing this tough to do an hour on broth. Doing an hour on bone broth. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, bone broth specifically. Bone broth right. specifically. Well, we, we they had tentacles. You know, we we kind of touched on a few different things. I'd say. Sure. Oh yeah, of course. But yeah, I wanted to make it digestible to use a food yeah. word and and yeah and not uh, you know not burden the listener right out of the gate. But you know, we still don't really. I think that that's sort of the format for me. That's like kind of a little bit of a sweet spot for podcasts, actually. Like recently, there are a lot of good podcasts that are kind of hanging out in that in that zone. You know, this like weird like like reply all this podcast about the internet from Gimlet. Yep, it's like usually they're around twenty minutes or something mm-hmm. like that, and they, they range. You know, just they fit the story. So mm-hmm. that's what we decided to do. And also, it was just sort of like you know we had these ideas for segments, and um, when we were putting it all together, it was like. Keeping it dynamic and fast was sort of like part of the part of the plan. Well, that you whatever. pulled off. Yeah, I mean, feel free to take a page from our book and just do an hour and a half on being hungover. That's, <laughs> like, if you want to break that fifteen-minute well, barrier, like you can dig deep if you want to. I mean, how many minutes pod. have gone by already? We, we did fifteen minutes just now, right? We've done eighteen minutes. Okay, cool. We, <laughs> boom. I'm glad that we got well, Zach Brooks in the first fifteen. <laughs> we did. There's so many Check. different kinds of listeners because. I do it like this because for me, with podcast listening, I listen to podcasts while I'm traveling, while I'm working out, while I'm cleaning around the house. So, like, if your podcast that's 15 minutes was an hour or an hour and a half, I would be like, give me more. Like, I need more because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the elliptical I'm still. I'm going to go to the gym. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. on the elliptical for another half an hour. Like, Then I got to go blast my upper body and then I got to blast the other things. Wait, and- do you know my workout? <laughs> Most, like, most of our listeners are dedicated CrossFit people. Yeah. That's that's just a fact. We've no. dug in and found no, that like, out. We we're not gonna. We don't have. You know, it's not all tied up in, in a bow like yours is. But 
you know, if you if you want to turn your brain off for an hour and listen to some people talk about food, we got <laughs> it for you. It's you true. But we will. I mean, that's how so many great long form. I mean, like, oh yeah. You know, WTF, Joe Rogan, all these huge yeah, I mean, podcasts. Mark Marin is like, like I mean, that podcast is one of my favorite things ever, and it has no shape to it. You know, mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, he doesn't attempt to shape, and, like, he's just such an amazing interviewer that it does have some kind of a narrative to it, though, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, he's that kind of, and, and the way that he does tend to sort of, you know, like, go deep with people, it's like, at some point, and I think he said this, it's like, at some point during that hour, like around 45 minutes, we hit this sweet spot, and that's when, like, the really amazing tape has happened. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, like, if, like, people ask me how I listen to so many podcasts, and it's like, well, we live in L.A., you know, like, we drive. Yes. But, like, we do dishes. Yep. You know, like, there are a lot of <laughs> podcasts true. that, I mean, like, yeah. Paul F. Tompkins has this new improv comedy podcast, and it comes out every Monday. That's why I was thinking of it. And, like, it's like an hour and a half, and, like, I don't think I've missed a minute of that podcast. See? Yeah. yeah. Be- because And the Paul F. Tom- the Tom Paul F. P- podcast. Or the Pod Tom- F. Tomcast? Tom F. Podcast. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, no, also, that, Paul he doesn't Tom- do that one anymore. Speaking of podcasts yeah. in the gym, Paul F. Tompkins goes to the gym that Andre and I go to. That's right. I we're not going to name it because we don't want it swarmed. Yeah, he's on the elliptical next to us. He's Paul Tompkins on the elliptical almost every day that I go there. What's he listening to, you think? He has his iPod. He has an iPad Tall out. Tales. I mean, he listens to like all of my podcasts exclusively. <laughs> but when he's not listening to a pod, he, he has his iPad up, but he also has like a very Paul F. Tompkins iPad case. Like it's kind of like a little Is wood. It like, it's like Tudor. It's, or, yeah. it's kind of like it's like polished like herringbone it's got, yeah. it's got a tie it's i mean it's not it's got a tie it's not steampunk but it's not not steampunk <laughs> yeah and i think he just watches like downton abbey and giggles to himself on the elliptical <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's another radio kind of hero his monologues For on sure. the pod f tomcast like oh, insane sure. insanity he's a wild man. yeah he leaves it all on the Leaves it all on the iTunes, as they say. Which is why when you talk to him in real life, he's like, eh. like, like I got nothing. I have no <laughs> Like, words. listen to some of the content that I put out this week. What, so what other food podcasts do you listen to? I mean, you know, like, I love good food. Like, Evan Kleiman's Good Food is a great, it's a radio show here in yeah. L.A. Absolutely. Everyone must know. But, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of that show. I have been, like, forever, pretty much. Um, you know, I like Zach's podcast. Right. Uh, I, I listen to uh, the Sporkful. I think oh, yeah. Gravy, which is by the Southern Foodways Alliance. Have you heard of this podcast? I've no. heard of it. I don't know if I've listened to it. I, I think their their logline is like stories of the changing American South through the food that we eat, and it is it's amazing. It's storytelling on a very high level, journalism on a very high level, more of like a narrative journalism, like a This American Life, but. You know, one of the funny things about This American Life is that built into their business model is they kill like half of their stories that they assign and start reporting mm-hmm. because they just hold it to such a high standard. And like the gravy seems to have, I mean, they have an institutional backing. I'm not sure exactly what it is from the Southern Foodways Alliance, which is John T. Edge and a lot of great writers and uh, historians that I really admire. Um, but they'll do, and they'll do shorter podcasts, whatever suits the story. That makes sense. But they'll do like an amazing podcast that's about like the Native American influence in what we think of as soul food or American, like, you know, regional American cooking and just things like, you know, like cornbread. It's like maize, like that yeah. represents, you know, like just like going and going into that history, um, they'll, they'll do like great, very, very well, uh, well tracked, like well scripted narrative journalism. Highly recommend it. Mm. Yeah. Hits home. Hits okay. home for the stew. I like that. Mm-hmm. But definitely if you're listening, don't listen to that. Just only, listen, only listen to our well, look, two podcasts. You need at least again. three hours to cover up that three-hour period for Prairie Home Companion on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> I mean, right. you need enough. And then you got to switch channels and cover up another three hours. Exactly, because, right? Yeah. When you're flipping through oh, NPR in Southern California. Los Angeles, you guys. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just part of the fabric of the American experience. There's that scene in The Wire where, when the Prairie, uh, Prairie Home Companion oh, was on. Yeah. You remember that scene? Totally, absolutely. Got to love that they called that out. I don't remember that. What season is that? Comes on, and one of the you know main gang banging or tertiary you know there's so many characters the in that show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. She Cuts it right off. Yeah, Aww. it's pretty Which great. Which I moment. love. <laughs> what sorry, sorry, mom. Sounds for like Brody to me. <laughs> Did you guys like grow up like indoctrinated by Garrison Keillor though? Like, was it definitely part? not? Absolutely no? not. Uh, we were more Ricky Rackman. 
<laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> no, we grew up on like K Rock Loveline in Los oh. Angeles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. OG Loveline. We didn't listen to NPR as as childrens. Yeah, we were. NPR would be in the house, K-N-A-C. but then the fist of God from my dad would fall down and destroy the second car talk came on, which I am a fan of. Really? I will not, I will not turn like off car, car talk. talk. Really like my dad talk. had that visceral reaction that I think divides the nation of people that like, ah, it's kind of funny. And then the ones who are like, the second that I hear that voice, <laughs> I reach for some kind of sharp object to stab my speakers with. It's I like hard. car talk, but prayer of companion I have a hard time with. Yeah, I mean, but he's, to it. he's created something okay amazing, it. though. It is. It, it's, it, you said a fabric of culture. It's like it's yeah. it's a show that deserves a ton of respect that I just don't want to listen to. But I and once in a while you'll hear guy noir. You do something like, all right, fine. But <laughs> for the most part, it's like I, it's it's not a way I want to spend my weekend. Uh, yeah, but I do like that he preserves like old style radio. Yes, one hundred percent variety like show, that. radio right. drama. You know, like stuff that you don't hear anymore. That like. I mean, old radio is amazing, you right. know, like Mercury well, Theater and like things like that. And like that, his show is like one of the only places that lives. Sure. But the, the history and the institution lives on its own. But the content for for my own my own experience, I, it's not it's not my wheelhouse. It's not my yeah. Wheelhouse. I mean, I got to say like old grandpas on the rocking chair. We're going to be fucking yeah. with Prairie Home Companions. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe just Loveline. Yeah. yeah. It'll be Loveline, like, this is a great show. And the kids will be like, this is stupid. <laughs> 13 from Milwaukee. I understand you have herpes and you want to know how you got it. <laughs> Back after this Blink-182 song. <laughs> What's my age again? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but what, are the other, what are the other food podcasts that we didn't just mention? What else do you guys listen uh, to? I mean, that's pretty much... I mean, I used to listen to Alton Brown's podcast yeah, before yeah, I stopped yeah, yeah, doing it. Yeah, it had a great run. I've yeah, actually yeah, never some listened really good to stuff. it. The, and you then, checked out. The first, se- the first iteration is <laughs> great. I like. I sometimes like The Feed with um, Rick Bayless. He has some interesting shit. I haven't listened to that one. Hmm. Not a Bayless fan. I mean, most of food oh, podcasts... Oh, no. You know, no, actually, when I, when I was starting this podcast, though... I, I did kind of like go through a thing where I was like, I'm kind of psyching myself out by like listening to food podcasts and thinking about what they do and all that stuff. So I kind of just was like, well, I'll take a break. That's good. I yeah. mean, I, w- I would just absorb it all and soak it in and, and try to figure out how I can do something different or better. Yeah, well, that was definitely what I wanted to do. And, and also, um, Andrew Zimmern. Oh, yeah. The, what's his show called? Uh, Strange, strange. Wait, what's his strange, strange pod? <laughs> strange yeah, travel. I, I actually, I, I he's like the guy the travel show. Yeah, the travel yeah, yeah. Show adventures, crazy stuff, bugs. He, I actually started following him on Instagram because something came up, and I was like, I got to look at these dope food pictures from around the world. And then it was just like the next day, it was like you know, like five consecutive pictures of like a lot of selfies, a wedding or whatever. Yeah, it was, it was just like <laughs> not food, and I was like, oh, he's just. And yeah. then you remember like, oh, you're just like a dad on Instagram, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you can't resist. But he, I don't my know dog Cheever is looking funny again on the couch today, guys. <laughs> yeah. Check it out. Like Cheever has hashtag, his own hashtag belly rubs. Exactly. All right, <laughs> got five photos of my dog. Um, his podcast used to be good. I liked him because he would like not be afraid to say bad language and like talk pretty real for a guy who's like a huge food celebrity. Yeah. But now I don't think he does it anymore either. Like nobody has time to do it anymore because they're the podcasts. Just, yeah, like everyone is busy like making. Money, lots of money on television, <laughs> and they don't right. have time to make no money on podcast. That totally makes sense. Which if is, you're in that situation, hopefully, where all of us will be one day. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'm shooting for Prairie Home Companion. Yeah, you're trying to make that medium NPR money. Yeah. Boom. I'm trying to get my 35k a year from that NPR baby. Benny's. <laughs> what, what, it, what, it can be good. It can be Benny's. good. I, my girlfriend works in public radio. She does all right. Okay, good. Right. Well, I, I was yeah. not talking down. I'm looking for that free tote. What does your girlfriend? <laughs> what does your girlfriend do in NPR? Uh, well, actually, she works at Marketplace, the business and economics show. Oh. Oh. Wait, banging. I think I I know another. My friend, his girlfriend works at Marketplace. Hang on. Real talk. This is weird. Do you know her name? I forgot her name. My friend Chris. As long as it's not Caitlin Esh, I'm I'm still doing okay at home. (laughs) My friend, uh, my friend Chris Black, who has been a bunch, been been on my other podcast a bunch of times. He has like an old friend from back home in Atlanta, and his girl 
I'm pretty positive works oh, in Marketplace. Wait, is that Ezra and Jenny? Yeah. And Ezra just moved here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. Ezra. Yeah. yeah, I know those guys. They're great. Small freaking world, man. Deep in the Marketplace game. Welcome deep to the Marketplace. Listen up, Kai Rizdal. Subscribe. Oh. Five stars. Speaking of Deep, how was it interviewing my boss, Deep Trans? For the oh, podcast. I loved interviewing Deep. She, she was dropped so a great. lot of fucks and shits. I loved that, too, because I was going there and I was like, you know how you, you also choose to rate your podcast as explicit or not? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had and this I, question. I was like, I'm going go, to go non-explicit just to like keep the widest reach Broad possible or whatever. But and then so I decided to put the like the one K tone to bleep deep out. And yeah. so every third syllable is bleeped out. Bleeping deep. Mm-hmm. But she, she was, was Andrew Dice Clay yeah, of, so uh, of, of Yeah, you, I noticed oh, podcasts yeah, because oh. most oh. food podcasts are, are, are clean. Is know? that true? Yeah. I think be, so. Because they Just, need to yeah. appeal to the housewives and the mom I mean, like you know. That's how. That's kind yeah. of how it goes. Not, not, not. Hi guys. Most of them are, but then <laughs> my brother curses like a sailor. <laughs> sailor being lit on fire. But then when yeah, yeah, when on the podcast when the uh, when you interviewed his boss at Good Girl Dinette about pho broth. I mean, it was so many. There, she was letting him fly. Jack and Jill went up the hill to make some <laughs> bone broth. Hey. So Andrew mean, Deep Clay. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that how you got the job there, Stewie? <laughs> I was mostly, I think it was Harry Potter. So I, Harry I, Potter uh, and a bad mouth. And the bad mouth. She's like, you're in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, she was great. And I love the perspective that she brought to the whole issue because it was like, you know, I went into it thinking I'll do this slightly arch kind of look at, at a trend. And, you know, I mean, not throwing any stones or anything like that because I think the chef who's sort of behind Bone Broth is brilliant. And, um, and I have no problem with bone broth, and I, and I actually think it's delicious and all that stuff. We're going to get into that. But, yeah, but sure. I went into it thinking, oh, you know, this is a good playful, you know, stomping ground, like something that I could have some fun with, include sure. some the sort of like humor and music that I want to do. But then I interviewed Deep, and she like brought this sort of like, you know, interesting sort of like activisty, you know, financial angle to the story that I hadn't counted on, which I think is actually really is, you know, some people who listened to it, uh, you know, people who I had give me notes and stuff were like, you should really go into this. And I was like, yeah, we should do a whole episode about this because it's not really like a covered story. You know, just the whole back of the house. What is the deal with kitchens in the restaurants that we eat in? And in immigrant communities, it's sort of like, you know, it's basically an exaggerated state of that mm-hmm. where you have, you know, people working because they're from that area, uh, you know, they're from the same country, from the same you town. You should be so lucky to get $5 an hour. Exactly, yeah. And, and so talking to Deep about that was great. And I was like, I love this because we're like going into this sort of kind of lightheartedly and then it takes a turn. And so it was great interviewing her. And like to a man, everyone who I had given me notes on the podcast, on the draft that I had was like, who's that lady? I want to hear more about her. Yeah. Like, what's her whole yeah. story? More lady now. Yeah. Who's, like, the lady with the sailor mouth. Like, what's her story? Aww. So she was awesome and so generous. And she brought coffee to uh, my house, and we did the interview there, and it was super fun. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yay. So all in all, future well, guests, feel free to bring coffee to this. <laughs> I, I brought this volcano brought wine. Yeah, Delicious came with volcano came wine. Came with some heat. Delicious. From the ashes. Yeah, yeah was her coffee from and Mount you mentioned, Vesuvius? No, no, I, think so. I think it was from Good Girl Dinette. But you yeah, mentioned Lou briefly, but let's shout out to Lou Wine Shop. Yeah, went over on, to Lou's. Uh, second on time. Well, I, I, I pulled up the, the Google Maps for where I was coming tonight, and I saw how close it was to Lou, and I was like, I'll go buy that, that uh, you know one liter pop-top bottle of Tendu. But then JD... Was like no 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 called an audible no 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 you got to get this like very much more interesting drinkable wine that was grown uh, uh, grapes were grown like, at the, the base of Mount Vesuvius to bring to a food podcast that's what I said and like right this way sir yeah, and he just drink. put his hand on like the the anal- like the Mission Impossible hand analyzer and a thing <laughs> slid back and you're like no 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 <laughs> we're not not like that didn't bring cash for that you guys got to have Lou on though. Because he huh. is, do we? He is so interesting. Lou's he, great. I'm down to have Lou on. Do you think I, Lou would do this? For well, for I don't for, think I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm in Lou stumbling distance from his shop. Yeah, I'm in Lou once a week. I don't know if I've got the in lieu of I don't that, know if I've got the cred wonder, to be like Lou. Do this. Well, I for for people listening at home who don't know, Lou is a guy who runs a wine shop here in Los Angeles called Lou. It's the best. Called Lou. His name is Lou, and he's kind of like the oddball character. Like, he's got a, a very unique personality. 
that's different than most wine shops. Which With is an unbelievable he's the, knowledge. He's like the idiosyncratic like, like record store owner yeah, who like, yeah, yeah, curates yeah, yeah. your experience. Like maybe like a touch of autism in a good way. No, no, <laughs> no. But he, he will, have a when, you, when, you ask, a restaurant. when you ask him about wines, I will say from all the wine shops that I've been into, and I'm always the first person to ask for advice because I don't have the best wine palate. Um, when he describes wine, it's probably the most different vocabulary yes. that oh, I've heard from most me. people I've ever bought wine from, which is interesting and exciting like to that. me. He's you know, you want like a left brain approach. Chocolate, to it. chocolate, and and strawberries don't come out of Lou's mouth. And, and <laughs> I, got, I got slutty once from Lou. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It comes on strong, you know, but but it's slutty at first. I, for, I forget what happened next. Mm-hmm. It's demure. I would, yeah. I would love to have Lou on and talk about wine, but he would have to do the heavy lifting. Because be like, tell us about reds. <laughs> that's how far we could dive. But I just in. go in there. I'm always like, okay, I need at least an hour if I'm going to go buy a bottle of wine on the way to dinner because we're going to start talking about like what is grits. So that was the thing that we talked about last time. Lou wasn't in tonight. JD took care of me. But last time I was at the shop, uh, what is grits? Is well, we were just talking about grits, and we we're well because I was thinking about doing a grits story, and um, you know, I was like looking into like Anson Mills is doing interesting things with grits, and then all of a sudden we were yeah, and so Lou's super into the uh, I think they're called pencil husk grits or they're pencil shaped. Hmm. It's like pencil shaped kernels because a lot of grits the process came from like the sort of tougher corn, the smaller cur- kernels that you had to like soak in water to husk and that's where the process of grits comes from so anyway like you know after like 5 minutes Lou and I are like but are grits nixtamalized and Caitlin you know my girlfriend's like all right, let's let's go, let's go. You know, it's like we're just like getting into it. Because we're late for our dinner reservation, and then you guys so canceled that dinner food. reservation, so yeah, you can watch my cousin Vinny that night together on Netflix. <laughs> really dig deep into grits. <laughs> I get it. I know how that goes. I've had Lou over for a movie night after a long mm. conversation. I get it. Well, so you so you're thinking about doing a grit episode, perhaps? Well, I, I mean, you know, like I write. I love a grit. You love a grit. I love a grit too. And so uh, both and I my parents are from making. the south, and like uh, I grew up here in LA and ate a lot of grits. And it was like one of the things that, you know, when you're like really young, and food food is like political when you're young, like like schoolyard lunches. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Do you remember this for bartering? Yeah, yeah or, or just or, for like, or like slander. the poor people eat this. Food. I mean, it's almost like yeah. There's a bit of a class thing, but also Cold just dessert. sort of like a taste thing, and also it's a lifestyle thing because there was the kid, you know, Alex Robbins. Like, he had old McDonald's every day, you know? <laughs> how old? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how old were we? I don't know. We were like no, eight. How old, no, was, how old was that McDonald's? Old McDonald's. Oh, come on. Uh, get it? Well, so, I mean, I, I try to be magnanimous when it comes to schoolyard lunches. Was even day old age. McDonald's, week old McDonald's? Because it'll last. I, I got to get, like, I'll send him a Facebook message. Also, I know well, it, Alex Robbins. Well, I might know. Okay, really? My may or may not have an insight to this answer. I had a friend who in college, him and his roommates would buy like on whatever it was, Tuesday 10 cent hamburgers, would buy a hundred and put them in the refrigerator and they would stack them. And they would like <laughs> literally eat that for like two weeks. That's, that so could have been what was going on. Potentially like one day out of that week, the family stocked up on his, home, on his <laughs> school lunches and just stuck a couple of cheeseburgers in his lunch on the way yeah, out. Yeah, I, I, I get I mean, <laughs> that is boigus. But At like, any rate, that's how certain, I started in, thinking about in, grits. Well... Uh, First, on in certain grits, just on the last thing on your thing, in certain areas or certain cities, the kid who brings McDonald's to school every day is either a king or they're like a the piece of shit. <laughs> Poor dumb kid. Yeah, and I'm not sure which it was. He was definitely the only one. And also, with I, the I, age. Think that, I think there was a bit of envy for sure because yeah. it was like you well, get it comes to into eat marketing. Yeah. If he wears it, mm-hmm. like. People are going to be jealous. But there's certain, <laughs> he's embarrassed, they're going to smell it of, on him. There's a lot of they're points in my attack. life where you're like, damn, you get McDonald's every day, you're so fucking awesome. Yeah. Exactly. No, I think that was mostly the vibe. When you're like 15, you're like, ugh. I think that was mostly the vibe. Yeah, because mm. we were like eight, and it was like, who wouldn't want to drink soda and eat candy and eat McDonald's every day when you're eight? Mm-hmm. Or 35, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the grit. Oh, so grits was one of the things that I ate that was different from what most of the other people who I went to elementary school with eight. So you came from the South and then you moved to L.A.? No, no, I grew up in L.A. Oh, you grew up in both L.A.? Both of my parents happened to be from the South, oh, and so gotcha, we, gotcha, we eat gotcha. a lot of grits. Uh, you know, my mother eats it with grits and butter. My, my father puts maple syrup on it, which Woo! my mother says makes him a Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> actually, he just, I'll agree with that. Yeah. 
But I, that's how I like it too. Not in my America, Obama. <laughs> so yeah, I was just like, what's uh, like? There could be some sort of like cultural story here. You know, it's the same kind of thing where where it's like this is a thing that's sort of on the surface. You know, one thing, and then you know maybe there's some sort of cultural story beneath it. But I was thinking about writing about it, and I haven't gotten very far, um, but got far enough to learn that uh, grits are nixmalized. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was can you like, explain what that means to our listeners? Not really. I don't think I can. <laughs> No, no, I cannot. Well, basically, I mean, it it, it's an alkalinity. Word. It's an alkalinity. So, uh, uh, you know, it's usually lime, I guess, these days. Um, but Similar to what they do to corn when they're making tortillas, perhaps? Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's nixtamalized. Like, masa is nixtamalized. But that's all tied into that, like, Native American tradition, which mm-hmm. is so... It's the corn that basically you can't eat off the cob. You need to cook it down and let it sit there in order to get the kernels out, and the husk gets removed. And basically, chemical processes happen then. That's nixtamalization. Mm-hmm. Makes it delicious. Watergate. Gives it a different consistency. Get it. Mm-hmm. Deep throat. <laughs> How did I do? I think that's, I mean, I don't know much about the process either. I I've believe ne- you. I've never purchased. Thank <laughs> you, Andre. The result is absolutely I believe you. <laughs> yeah, my, that's uh, science, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Can I say plausible? I have, I have a great grit thing that I stumbled upon that I'm... Um, but grits. I, I, I was. Is making, it the Al Green story? It is not an Al Green story. Oh, want to hear that story? It, I want to hear that. You, you're going to tell that story next. But I was making grits one day, just minding my own biz, <laughs> and uh, like I had the I had them on the pot, and then the heat was on really low. I scooped the grits out of the pot, and then I went, ate, did some stuff, came back like an hour and a half later, and the the heat was still on the pot. And then the residual grits inside the pot had cooked perfectly to like a golden brown deliciousness. And there's enough butter in there to make it not burn and disintegrate. And they taste exactly like sun chips. Ah, so it was like a crisp. What? Like a so it's a buttered popcorn flavored sun chip that is one of the best things I've ever tasted. What are you talking about? That is amazing. So I developed the whole recipe how to make it. So you you make grits and then you lay them out on like a silpat or parchment paper, super thin in the oven, and bake it at like around 200 for about two hours, and just slowly cook all the moisture out. And it it's just like making cocaine or something like that like it'll, yeah. or it, it'll kind of it, slowly it, it. break into like a little brittle crisps that you so if you do it the right way you'll have like a sheet pan size like two foot long rectangle of just it tastes just like the best buttered popcorn you've ever eaten in your life oh has feel, a great crunch on it i feel like this is like someone being like i wrote jurassic park like four <laughs> years before jurassic park came out yeah. and like I swear to God, I had that mm-hmm. idea before sun chips dropped. I, so, I spent so like you eat three them on, months on their own. the recipe. On their own as a, as a snack is how you, you do it. Well, you, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can, you can flip it. I'd, I've done a few things with it. But you want to keep it very light. Uh, a little creme fraiche and some chives are really nice on it. Okay. Wow, that does sound really good. Mm-hmm. Do, do you, did you name it? I have not named it, but it's it's going in the cookbook, baby. <laughs> <laughs> File away for later. That's bang, a bang. teaser right there. But it's yeah, it's a little teaser. That's Alba, amazing. Alba Why have I never gotten to eat this? I don't know. I'll make it for you. All right, no problem. Fair but enough. yeah, if you if you want to try that, but like it ends up looking exactly like a sun chip. Wavy. But homemade artisanal mm. sun chip. Ruffled. Like yeah, I like the way. Yeah, you do the ruffles. We'll get you a little. Cool <laughs> I mean, I get a little Wiley Dufresne in there. I have my metal rods, and I do my underneath. <laughs> yeah, 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 really? Uh-huh. No, of course not. Because <laughs> we did. Uh, we I'm could. not a maniac. <laughs> uh, uh, what, so what's on deck? Um, no, wait. What's your Al Green grit story? Oh, first? oh I forgot about Al Green grits. Uh, or is there one? You, no, the, there he is them. one. I, End I, of story. Just much like nixtamalization, it's just sort of like something that I read on the internet once, and now I'm gonna like butcher. That's fine. Basically. Uh, he was a ladies' man, and not the Al Green I know, but go ahead. Uh, and so, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but this is like right before he turned to preaching, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a run-in between two, I think, girlfriends. Base is how I would summarize it. Mm-hmm. And they both came back to his house. They were both like in town. They were at a recording studio. Was the scenario? Mm-hmm. Went back to his house. 
Um, one of them went to bed, and the other was basically like sort of a, a jealous type who had like I think had just like flown into town and was like, "Yo, I'm I'm here," and like, "Who's this other person?" Kind of vibe. <laughs> They're back at the house, and um, he decided to take a bath. The story goes, I think, or a shower. He went upstairs, I think, to wash my hands of this whole situation. Exactly. Clear his head. Put on a pot of grits before you go in the shower, though. Of course. So the, yeah, the lady puts on a pot of grits, <laughs> uh, and uh, he's like, I think he's standing. Uh, in the bathroom, like post shower, and she came in with the hot pot of grits and threw them on his back. Oh! <laughs> and so it's like because they're so hot and because they're so like viscous. Yeah, uh, uh, it's they, like they really hold the heat. Yeah, and th- and they'll also like you know cling to your skin very well. Oh. So yeah, that's not good. I mean, that's but then good. I sort of went down the keyhole a little bit after reading the story of just like, well, there's got to be other sort of like hot grits, like violence that happen. <laughs> hot grits violence? And like, there totally is. It's a great Zeppelin song. And like, I don't, I don't know if maybe it's like a copycat situation, but there's definitely like been other incidents of this Dang. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and like- what, uh, Jimmy Carter's dog in the White House was named Grits. Oh. Oh. That's a great To dog. end that on a high Uncle note. Uncle Jimmy. Also... That's how he died. Hot pot of grits <laughs> poured right on him. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's how you de- that's how you defeather a chicken easily. Oh lord! What? Uh, <laughs> Hit him with the grits. Yeah. Some of the worst burns. Hit him with I've, the grits. I've Hit him in, with the grits. Some of the worst burns I've witnessed in restaurants is this similar vibe. If you uh, if it's a coffee be a burn coffee pot if coffee's brewing and it's not coming through and it's clogged up and you pull the the the, the I can't think the of the death it. chamber. Little, little you filter, pull the death chamber the filter, out. The, sorry, the brew basket is what it's called. You pull the brew basket out and it sloshes the death chamber on you. Excuse me, death so, chamber. So death that, chamber. So like the so because when the coffee beans come flying on you and they're like a buck ninety, you know, and it's just like <laughs> buck ninety soaking wet. Buck ninety. For listeners at home, a buck ninety is the temperature in Fahrenheit. Uh, ninety degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, <laughs> a buck ninety to to a deuce. So them stand. them hot grounds come a running at you. A buck ninety soaking wet. Flim flaming. Oh lord! If they don't sting you, <laughs> they will. But they'll they'll keep on sticking. So they yeah, to get so, them off your skin. So when I'm making my pour over in the morning, same and, diff. And you have your 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 grounds go from dry powdered. Somewhere between hot liquid coffee is like that middle plasma state, and that'll cling on you if that spills. Don't get that on you. Try and clean it off. People, Mm -mm. be careful. Damn, we're 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 really constructing a whole like death plot. Like we have given you (laughs) two very powerful weapons. Murder. Well, it comes down. I mean, I don't know about the coffee thing, but it has to be with grits along with like mashed potatoes. (laughs) Like any hot starch is just going to adhere to you like cement, and if it's hot. I mean, what a way to go! A back full of grits, man. He didn't die. Well, he didn't go. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm saying. I mean, I know that's not how he died, but like, that's how he started I mean, doing I, yoga. I didn't, I didn't tell the very end of but the also, story. But also, especially oh. for Al Green, if he was going to die, that's it's gonna die. that's on brand for him. Yeah, that or gravy. I'd like to go with the, grits or gravy. Uh, <laughs> his his assailant did end her own life that night. Fuck off! Oh, no. uh, allegedly, and guilt. It, I, I'm smelling a Courtney Love Cobain scenario here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a suicide now, but we all know what went down. Uncle Ben was in there that <laughs> night. Fucking, we, yeah. all, we all, we all know. Instant grits. Oh, yeah, Uncle yeah. Ben's grits? Yeah. No, you know, cause of death, cream of wheat. <laughs> <laughs> cream of wheat would probably be pretty yeah, corner. Yeah, like, well, this isn't a first. Uh, <laughs> saw this coming. Fucking steel yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's like the guy who comes in on the motorcycle accident, like, mm. That cream of wheat bowl is a death basket. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's you, well? What's, where do we go next from here? For the <laughs> yeah. So your next food pod. podcast, you have? Are you going to do weekly? Are you going to do monthly? What's yeah. going on? I mean, at some point, I would love to ramp up to weekly, you don't, you don't but I, I think it's more of a monthly yet, vibe right now. And um, you know, like we're working on the second one, going to get it out as quickly as possible. Can you? Tell us what the second episode's about, or is that top seek? It's a little top seek. I mean, I don't like to. <laughs> no top seek. It's about grits. Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, yeah. I mean, I gave you all my grits. This is all my grits research, just out on this podcast now. I'm totally exposing the process. But uh, no, I, I, we're going to do a summary kind of theme for the next one. I, you know, I, I believe that the each season summary. Right. Well, the, there'll be it'll <laughs> be like. more specific than that. Uh, but that's the top seek part, okay. I guess. But gotcha, you know, gotcha. it'll have a, a summerish theme, and I, you know, I think I want each installment to either be like a story, a topic, 
or you know, basically something that you can come in and out of, and it's a contained thing. We uh, touching on some Fourth of July action, a little barbecue, may, maybe. Okay, maybe that would be. Um, so if it's a month from now, I don't know, August 9th. Should I do the 4th of July? Or you go, Labor Day, just save baby. it for next year. Two on the nose if you Day, baby. Wrap it yeah, up. When you're doing a monthly pod, you really got to plan ahead. Yeah. It's true. So I should, shouldn't I? You're not going to do revisiting bone broth next month? Wouldn't that be for great if, if each one, yeah. Part two. I mean, it, yeah. you should have ended. Has bone broth changed? <laughs> yeah, you should have ended it on a cliffhanger. Well, yeah, luckily it took me six months to make this one, so I took all the timeliness right out of it. You have other things going on, Richard. <clears throat> I well, do Richard have a few other things. a lot of evergreen content right now. I, I, I would like the podcast to be something that people could listen to, you know, three years from now. Like an episode of Good Eats. Yeah, I like don't... Just like blast them all out in three years from now? No, no, no. I, I mean, like, for example, like like Serial, for example, like the Juggernaut podcast of like the last I year. I've heard of it. What's it about? Uh, <laughs> I refuse to listen. But like you could come, you, you know, I mean, I hope that my children will listen to Serial or whatever. <laughs> you know, like you could, you could listen to that story and it's satisfying on so many like, you know, narrative sure. levels. Yeah, the timeless quality. Exactly. Good story is a good story. It's called Evergreen. I said it earlier. <laughs> I, I, but I think you make a really good point in that you had a lot of topical information, but also a lot of in, in-depth food conversation about how bone broth is made and, and its merits. And it's a really good mix of being topical while also being really informative. And I think your idea about having it stand up and being listened to three years later... I don't know if those same places will be open, but the content of how it's made and why it's important sure will exist. So referential. And, and Absolutely. I, com- Absolutely. I completely, and I hope they are open, but I mean, like, you mentioned specific things that may or may not exist, but you also introduce the science and why it's important and how it's made, which will, will stay and will continue, and I think it's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I feel like I like you guys are like shilling for me. Like I did not, no, 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 I did no. not give these people anything except eh? for one bottle no. of Vesuvian I red really, wine. I really, really enjoyed it. It's I great. will for say, listeners at home, the three of us did not listen to your episode at all. We're just making. Thanks, JD. <laughs> I got cliff notes. Thank earlier. you so much. I skimmed it. No, but I, I mean that's my opinion of it, and I, I think it will. At least Thank based you. on the first episode. And it was odd that when I was saying that, I was like, you know, also like recognizing the fact that my first episode is about like the food nutrition trend of the year. So it's like the most timely possible yeah. subject that is like, you know, the most flavor of the month thing, but also like try to make it something that can stand up, you know, on its own. And, and it, you know, it's not something as simple as like cake pops, y'all. We're going to talk about it for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that has a, 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 a steep history in food and sure. nutrition and breaking steep, down. Steep or simmered? Uh, simmered, perhaps? I didn't, even, I didn't even try for that one. I will ask you. I had you, to rein in the broth puns when I was working you did, on it. You did do the songs. You did the music in it, right? Yeah. Uh, co-wrote well, or well, collaborations yeah. with? Yeah, yeah. I, I like sort of co-wrote most of the music. The theme music is by uh, Bobby Halverson and he did that all on his own and he performed it and he's amazing. But the other, the sort of interstitial incidental stuff yeah. was all me and, and how quickly does friends. that get banged out? Well, I, I work, I like, I spend most of my time at a recording studio. So right. uh, oh, yeah, if really? I stay after hours, yeah, I, I work, uh, I work at this office these days or I've been spending a lot of time there. And so, but I mean, really, it's no different than, you know, if if it was, if Franklin was like a little bit quieter, right, or we had right, some right, soundproofing, right. like we could do it in here. Um, but yeah, and the, and then this guy Yosef Monroe made the song. It's like the song that plays at the end, and I just sort of like supplied him with the idea and like the lyrics, and he did a great job. But yeah, it was fun. I, I don't know, like, it's odd, but like actually, that part of it was sort of like natural because it was like. That was the fun part. The rest of it was hard. You right. Know? <laughs> and I knew that bone broth was funny to me. And I knew that, that has, it's a musical phrase that I wanted to, I wanted to heighten it. You know? So I was like, I knew that I wanted to do a bone broth song yeah. and like, give it this sort of like, a little bit, <laughs> ro- like, you know, like a little bit of an exaggerated like, rock Irish posture. folk yeah. rock song. Right, exactly. Yeah. We'll exactly. Anthemic. Bone broth. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a musical phrase. Yeah, Sing it's it. great. Are you still slurping that broth? Do I slur bone broth? Uh, I mean, you know, I, mean, I go to Good Girl Dinette and have the fuck all the time. Love oh, yeah. Good Girl Dinette. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about just taking a straight grande cup to the head. I do. And, uh, you know, but it's the stuff that I just, I roast a lot of chickens at home and I just make a lot of stock and I freeze it. And then, like, sometimes when I have people over for dinner, like, I'll, I'll like, put little, like, mugs of broth out. Like, it's weird. Uh, that's, that's not, little, that's not weird at all. Throw a little nod at them, like, 
Yeah. If you're look, if you're in Europe and consomme comes out, that's how you start your meal. And a lot of the time, when yeah. you're roasting a chicken, it either occurs oh, you to make the stock from the frozen bones that you have, or you're dealing with the carcass already somehow. So it's just like something that's happening anyway. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so great to have homemade chicken stock because it's like the store bought stuff just like is not good. Like it's just not good. It doesn't seem good for you. It's so salted. Yeah. And you know, you can like dial it in and like that will add some flavor if you just you know we just make our when we have stock like we're making our rice with stock and just adds a little flavor you know Mm -hmm. um and it's obviously like very cheap and easy to do so like why spend three dollars on a campbell's box so when you're making your broth so if somebody's listening to this right now they want to get into the broth game (laughs) yes first of all you don't want this life like kobe bryant Big fan of bone broth. Are you ready for yeah the broth core lifestyle? <laughs> <laughs> Going whole hog. Are you sure you want to take this rap, brother? But like a lot of people know that they always like a lot of food TV shows and things like that. And magazines always say like, n- you know, never use store bought broth. You should make your own. But I feel like not a lot of people are actually doing it for whatever reason. I've done it before, but I don't always do it. So. Walk walk somebody through that process of making stock. Well, so so, so yeah, it's in my podcast. Like it's like minute. All right, two Andre, to three. walk somebody through. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, you can. Well, I will well, say you can, you can listen to his podcast, and and he will he does say how to do it. No, you and should listen. You should listen to his podcast to get that recipe. But <clears throat> my point with making chicken stock is you have to do one of two things: roast enough chickens. Or buy, or I don't two three a week if you're really going to keep up with your stock maintenance. That's true. It, you, there's never enough. Yeah. But if you're going to make stock uh, from chicken parts, you want to go out and you want to get chicken wingtips if you possibly can get them, or necks or backs because that's going to have the most collagen, the most flavor, and probably be the cheapest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned on your podcast, you really definitely if you're. If you haven't pre-roasted the chicken, or even if you have, but if you're starting from fresh parts, you definitely want to roast all of those for a good hour, hour and a half, a little bit of olive oil and salt, uh, vegetable oil at like 350, oh, yeah. 400. Because you really, that's going to bring, not only is it going to break down already some of that connective tissue and that collagen, but it's also going to deepen the flavor in the bone itself, the in the skin, and, it's, I mean, and then you're going to scrape that frond that's going to be on your roasting pan into your stock to then drain if you want to Fron. take any of the oil off. Yeah. <laughs> you just said Fron. We just got deep. Right, but I totally agree with you, and I think like there's so much more flavor in that. But there is, like, you guys are cooks, right? Like, that's where... Well, you know. Never done it. Yes. No? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We cook a lot. We cook a lot. the pop-up that you did. Professionally? Uh, no, no, no. We, oh, I thought maybe you, like, worked as line cooks or something like that at some point. Just, yes, there. Just me. I did, I did for a brief stint. He did for you. But in, he's, in, he's in like, ahead. traditional, like, classical French cooking, I understand that there is a, what's called a blonde stock, which yes. is yep. where you don't roast. Uh, you'll start with, like, basically you'll butcher the chicken, you'll take the parts... And you'll just boil it. So it's more like a poaching with bones. Right. Uh, but, I mean, I far prefer, I think, what's called a brown stock, which yep. is where you roast the it's bones. Roast yeah. mm. and you're roasting the veg. You're roasting the carrots, the mirepoix, the onion, the celery that you're also going to be putting in it. It just adds flavor. I mean, Different like, structure, you know. Sometimes a, a roasted asparagus is delicious, and sometimes just a blanched one is, is good in its own right, you know. <laughs> but there is definitely a, a blonde and a but brown chicken stock for the for most sure. part. Right. The brown has more flavor at the end of the day. I, Ab- I think absolutely, yeah. So then you and also like if you're if you're roasting a chicken that's already done and you've got like it's sort of like you have like there's little bits of skin and stuff like like that's all fine mm-hmm. to go in there and like yes. you said it adds right. collagen. So you roast your chicken, you trim it all up, and you you have that carcass. Yeah, you throw yeah. that in the pot. With some water, some aromatic vegetables. Yeah, but I'll, I'll like roast usually like if it's like you take the back and like the parts that aren't getting et, and um, I'll probably like roast them a little bit more before putting them in the pot. And like if if you roast the like mirepoix, like the vegetables, and then like that also makes a good stock. I don't see I mean, why just, not. All right, this all right. comes just from just trial. Get all your veggie trimmings here's and just a, throw them in there. Here's a good question. Yeah. If yeah, you want to get yeah. if you want to yeah. get dirty on stock, if you want to get real dirty. No. Yes. All right. Yes. So you serve the whole roast chicken for dinner. Six people are over. Done. You're cleaning the plates up at the end of the night. 
Ooh. You're gonna boil that stock for like two hours. <laughs> the answer you, I know I already you're know gonna where lose this is going. any germs, any kind, any kind of actual physical. I know where this is going. Are you gonna save those bones that are on those plates? Dude, I do not think twice about that. Uh, of course, I do. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, so you, you wrote this the is Brothcore life. So, so this said. is not just the broke down bones, the back that's left over. This is the scraps. No, yeah, and also eat. just while we're on it, like the backs come up a couple times, and you know, like when you're roasting a chicken, and like a lot of places will instruct that you uh, either cut out the back mm-hmm. for spatchcocking. I, I think if you spatchcock, like always, you cut down one side of the back. So instead of cutting on both sides of the backbone, mm-hmm. just cut on one side oh. and then splay it out on its belly. And keep the back on because, like, that's a bone and a part of the chicken that will add a lot of flavor to, like, your. I never even thought right about that. I have not sense. thought that either. And that's that's a lot of that's moisture. A fantastic tip. Yeah. Also, when I've roast, what the fuck? When I've roast backs for stock, you know, there'll be like six or seven of them on that sheet pan. The skin's crispy. I'll pick apart some of that meat out of there. So good. Not even. I mean, just like just for. It's oh, delicious. This is going to be lunch. Nibblings. This is going to be like a slice of bread. I'm going to pick through some backs before I make the stock. Take some of the meat out. Pickle it's bite. amazingly tender. But yeah, it's so moist because it's right yeah. next to the bone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I've definitely done that as recommended. well. Recommended. When uh, when I would work with the, at Forage, and yeah. they, they have those the rotisserie. I'll just pull off five chickens and hit the shears and then cut the back out. And like we're just gonna use that for stock, and I'll be like, mm-hmm. not before I get to not all of it. And you just yeah, it's all I just. I can't like, wait to spatchcock a chicken and leave the back in on yeah, one such side. A, that's such a that's genius a, idea. This whole podcast is great just for that fucking tip alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, glad that we got to it. And I mean, while we're on it, just the last thing, I I won't like. I'll also do other like bones of whatever other animal like that has bones like sure even you know oh I'm sorry I'm supposed to move my girlfriend's car. Oh. oh my god! She's like on vacation. That's <laughs> <laughs> your alarm. Yeah, All right. She's actually no. working there. So the tow company's gonna. It's nine twenty-two p.m. I, I did set it for nine twenty-two p.m. <laughs> Instead of nine twenty-two a.m. I don't know. I think it was maybe it was on nine twenty-two a.m. And I was like, switch it to p.m. and say move Kate's car. Yeah. No, no I mean, she's in New Orleans, and I'm gonna go as I told you guys. Yeah. Uh, romance. There's romance no reason not to add. There's no reason not to add a ham hock to a pot of chicken stock. Oh, great! Yeah, that's, like, oh, like, and there's like, yeah, no bones allowed. Not allowed. No bones mm. about it. But it's like, yeah, of course you can add. Like, like, a, like, have you done like like David Chang's like ramen stock? Like he's like boiling bacon and then throwing yeah, it away in that. It's like for it's sure. insane. But like, but if I like make baby back ribs, like I've put those in my stock too. Fuck sure, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. The, if you have like a you know a Korean grocery store or in LA John's has a lot of kind of international foods, but they will sell pork necks and, and pork neck can be one of the best single bones you can make any kind of stock out of. Yeah. Just for consistency, collagen. So you'll flavor. go get the parts and then make the stock. Like Absolutely. Not Why not? No, I mean I, I've done it. With, Jason and I together have done it many times. Gone and just bought pork necks. Um, bag of necks, couple, chicken wing throw tips. Throw a couple to the dogs. Yeah, but couple it's for daddy. But when it's when it's you know it's <laughs> you're a bad guy. <laughs> when it's costing you two guy. bucks a pound and yeah. you've got such an amazing like baseline for what you're making, it it's it completely makes sense. Yeah. In the international section of John's. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not something that you're excited to show people before you make it. Like, look <laughs> what I'm using for our meal tonight, and then half of them throw up and ask to use your restroom. Yeah, I, I like to. I like to do the stock and then just fill up the two two cup deli cups in the freezer full of those, and then you just you know, you just yeah exactly pop right out into the pot. And there you go, comes in handy. But if you are doing that, if you are using, um, you know, fresh bones fresh meat stock to make your stock you do want to put that into cold water bring it to a boil cut it off the second it boils strain it and then make your stock out of it because you're gonna be able to boil off a lot of the fat a lot of the kind of like whatever excess is on those bones impurities impurities that's the word and a lot of the and also more even more importantly is a lot of the chips the bone tips will float up to the top that's very true from the butchering because a lot of this stuff is not real fine butchering they're using saws 
You know, they're not actually mm-hmm. trimming in between joints. They're just like cutting the bone straight through. Like, so there's just that one places. guy named Andre or something yeah. who comes in here and buys all the necks. Who's so. got <laughs> three and a half fingers on his left hand that's just running this through this, the bandsaw over and over. It's not actually butchering the meat. A lot meat. of bones in my neck today, bud. What's up? <laughs> so so uh, definitely doing that, that first pre-boil will clean let's, up a lot of the meat you're using. Let's not talk about fingers and bandsaws, please. I like to leave a little bit of impurity in there for flavor. <laughs> all right guys well we're gonna wrap up this pod richard it's been a treat very nice Much to like have been here broth. a real treat thank you for a coming. cup of broth on the side mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thanks for having so me, your guys. food podcast people need You're to welcome. listen to it's called richard's famous food podcast absolutely Ooh, available yes. on itunes in the uh home living personal <laughs> business section. So yeah, we're, we're trending in Social like culture. homes and gardens or whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in a thing section. Atheist. We'll get it sorted out. I know. No, well, you're, I, you're in the food section. Oh, are we? I saw you in the food section. Well, maybe we're doing both. I don't I know. Just, uh, oh, a little double have, dip. They might have saw your pickle and just slid you right in there. Okay, I, I'm looking right now. The iTunes food section... I saw Real you time. on here earlier. All right, today. But personal journals. Check us out on personal <laughs> journals. Richard's famous food podcast. Uh, we're on Twitter. Richard's famous is our That's Twitter right. thing. I mean, you're definitely not a number one. You have an 800 number, do you not? Or no, you don't have 800. Oh no, I set up a, I set up a Google Voice number so that people could call and leave like food related voicemails or story ideas. Got or, it? You holding? We hold play on, one. Yeah. Can oh. oh, I actually do have one. Yeah, I've only gotten one so far. But oh. can, can I give the number out? Yeah, fine? of course. Yeah, of course. I know we're trying to wrap this up, guys. No, no, no. Hang in there because a, I think that's, that's a great a idea. You've got to set up voicemail I mean, box. It's genius. Well, it's something about like voicemail is Maybe like we'll kind of a beautiful too. like style of communication in this day and age. That's that, me. You know, it's it's sort of like uh, you're all. It's like it's like stand up comedy. It's like you're, you're like on your own. You know, that's so fun. Richard is joy from fucking <laughs> high school. <laughs> fucking her stupid fucking. <laughs> you're fucking yeah, everyone who calls Julie, on the, on Julie, the take first no drunk. offense to that. Yeah. Julie, my friend. Okay, so <laughs> our, fun, our phone number is 323-813-6634. That's 323-81-FOOD-4. Nice. Wonderful. Leave us a voicemail. Well, you can also go to the stewpodcast.com for our website and all the episodes live on there if you like us. Make sure to go on iTunes and give us a nice rating and review. You can follow mm-hmm. me on social media at them jeans. Stewie. Uh, Stu Stewart on Instagram. Stewie Stewart on Twitter. Andre Canaparo has zero social media. I don't have any. And that is all. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, Richard. Thank you guys Thank so you. much. Au revoir.